there guys so this week's episode i'm just gonna put a warning up front just before that there are some discussions of some very uh potentially upsetting topics uh about you know uh, certain things that may be triggering and upsetting to certain listeners so I, I i do warn you that there will be some discussion about some very dark topics so listen at your own uh, risk, I guess. I, I don't want any of you listening to this and then getting upset by it because of what we talk about. So I'm just warning you, there is some dark uh, discussions that will take place in this episode uh, for American Beauty, which is today's episode. So uh, I hope you enjoy those of you who decide to listen to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher. And I am joined for, I don't know, what, fourth time now? Or something like that? With Hannah. Something like that. Yeah. Hello. Um, yeah, I think this is the fourth one. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, it is the fourth one. Fourth one, yeah, okay. I, I lose track of who who's done however many episodes. That's uh, fair. But yeah, you're on for this week to talk about American Beauty. Which, yes. uh... Yeah, um... You, it's I'm, very fresh in my mind. I finished watching this about 45 minutes ago. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so... And I watched this last night, but I'd seen it, like, two or three times before. I start, Where I was watching it from, I guess I started watching it a previous time and then didn't finish it. So it started at, like, 30 minutes in, so I had to just restart. Did you know anything about this movie before you started watching it? I think I briefly knew. Like, I knew there was... I knew bits and pieces of it, really. Okay. So, but not like... I hadn't seen the whole thing before mm. earlier today. But, yeah. yeah, I knew, like, certain scenes that are shown places and the basic storyline for one character, and that's about it, so... Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'd seen before I saw... I saw this... A few years ago, when I was about, I don't know, 15 maybe, so... Oh, gosh. Recent... Yeah, yeah, I, uh, what do you, like, like I, I really, uh, like this film. I'm going to be relatively positive on it for the most part. Someone has never seen it, what did you make of it? I will say, based on, uh, bloody, the main actor, Kevin Spacey, trigger warning Kevin Spacey... <laughs> Yeah. Considering his personal life and the film, it uh doesn't age the best. No, um, it definitely <laughs> does not. He uh, no. Mm. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was hard to look past the Kevin Spacey of it all a little bit, but mm. no, it's. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I wouldn't be the, yeah. saying it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life, but mm-hmm. it wasn't terrible. Okay. Well, that's... Okay. Because well, I feel like, yeah, people sort of... Uh, I don't think... It's very it's very hyped up. Everyone's like, oh, American Beauty, it's amazing. Mm. It's the best thing ever written. I'm like, like, it's good. Yeah. I do think now people don't look at it the same way now. 
um, no. for multiple reasons. But I, I do think, like, there is people sort of do turn their nose up at it now. Um, I think beyond Kevin Spacey being it, I think it's a film that now... A lot of it hasn't aged well. No, not... Yeah, not particularly so. To sort of begin, uh, it sort of... It opens with a, um... With the Jane, the... One of the... Not the main girl, but she she's like, um... Kevin Spacey's daughter in the film being recorded and talking about how she wants to kill her dad, which I always sort of forget about when I watch this film. It, uh... It feels very... Yeah, it sort of feels a bit added on and feels slightly disconnected. Um, yeah, and it kind of doesn't actually match with a lot of the rest of the movie either. It's kind of just like, okay. Yeah, it sort of was like, it's trying to, I don't know, give a hook, like to sort of hook an audience, but I, I do, it doesn't really work and sort of is more... Like, like it's not necessary. I don't think it's needed for the film, no, they could have jumped straight in because from there it goes to like an opening monologue. It could yeah. have gone straight to that opening monologue and been perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. I, I think like if it had sort of opened, yeah, with Kevin Spacey's monologue, I, I do think it would have worked and sort of flowed a bit better and definitely wouldn't. Ha- yeah, it, it definitely, like the opening, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's jarring. I, before just before we started recording this, you said you made notes as as you oh, were watching this. Um, yeah, yeah. It was mostly just to keep up with what's happening because yeah. I have the memory of a goldfish and can't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So what was your first note then? It was to do with the whole start of the movie because the whole first monologue is him going about how he works his regular job, his regular mm-hmm. family, and his regular street, you know, the typical... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go, like, the white picket fence family, happy days. Yeah. So, and how his life is very mundane, very... Mm. It's, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, he adds, a lot of the film is uh, Lester Burnham, his sort of discontent with his life. With life. And, yeah, he's sort of missing out and sort of wanting to sort of recapture what, you know, he used to, sort of his younger days and that, and... He goes to some levels that are not particularly justified in some aspects, like... Well, the half of them are illegal to start with. <laughs> and... um... <clears throat> yeah. Basically, I think the main center point of the like, plot of the film is he's having a midlife crisis. Really. Um, yeah, more, pretty more or less, yeah. He's uh, definitely not... It, he's... Because I, I know... I mean, I haven't experienced one myself, but I, you know, you sort of hear about men who sort of reach a certain age and then they start, you know, buying expensive, you know, fancy sports cars or they start doing all these other things and start going to the gym and they yeah start having affairs with younger women and yeah and... basically trying to fill a void that they're having in their lives for getting older. Yeah, uh... it happens to women too. With <laughs> I always joke with my mother because she. Basically, once we all got a bit older, sold her family car and bought this bloody VW convertible. And I'm like, Mum, it's a midlife crisis car. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem... She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, it is, (laughs) Mum. Yeah, I think... 
Uh, well, I'm lucky because my parents haven't done that kind of thing. They are very, well, at least outwardly, they seem happy. So <laughs> I don't, I, w- I would assume they probably are. Oh, my mom's divorced. So, you know, I'd oh. to the fire, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, divorce is probably not going to help things. That definitely makes things. No, this was after she got divorced. She's like, well, all my kids are old now and can drive. So I don't need to have the seven seater <laughs> car. I'm going to get the fun convertible. <laughs> Yeah, it just, I'm just, like, Mom, no. it's not practical, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. very interesting to watch sort of people sort of, um, yeah, change and, you know, reach a set, like, cause, you know, I feel like a lot of people at certain points in their life, you know, it depends what they get to, but, you know, people get to their 40s or whatever and they sort of, like, oh, I'm getting old and I hate it. And then, you know, people in their 30s, they do it. You know, it, it, like, again, and it's just sort of as a, a thing of people getting to certain ages and realizing, oh, shit, I'm old now. <laughs> like, and it's not. Yeah, it's, like, it's like they get to a certain age, they go, shit, I've hit 30 or 40 and I haven't achieved what I wanted to. And <laughs> yeah. I'm miserable and I need to fill that void. And yeah, I think that's kind of the main plot for. Not even just Midlester, I feel like also all the adult characters in this movie are similar sort of things. Like, they're all seeking yeah. trying to fulfillment in their lives. Yeah, like Annette Benning, who is um, Kevin Spacey's wife in this, is, uh, you know, she's this real, she's real estate agent and she tries, you know, selling these houses, but she keeps, you know, the, um, the, um, the king as, as he is nicknamed yeah. and they have the whole thing even though she you know is very early on very upset with him and you know annoyed with him because of you know he's the competition and then they but they sort of go beyond that they they um, obviously work out their differences is what i'll say yeah <laughs> i mean this is f- very much later into the movie but it, it's very yes. it comes out of nowhere and is yeah um mm. But then, we, yeah, you've got, like, you know... And even, like, all the characters in this are just, like... They're all terrible people, aren't they? Like, none of I the... Think I, I think I put a note in here that they all need to go to therapy. Yeah, they're not... Like, for real. They're all awful people, and... Well, I, I would say, except for Angelo's the girl that Lester wants to get with, she's, like, the only decent like she's not great but she's like, not her and i'd say like ricky's is it ricky yeah it's... he's the his mother guy. his mum yeah she just seems like she's drugged up or something she's out of it so. yeah i i think it's probably to do i think it's not explicitly said but i think her husband, who is a big part of the film, is very abusive, and he's probably... Yeah. So, but then, like, yeah, her, Alice and Jenny and Amina Savari's characters are the only decent ones, because everybody else is just awful. <laughs> like, they're not... Everyone else just needs to go to therapy, work their shit out. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, so, I guess since we're talking about the characters, I think this is a very good assembly of actors... And it's a pretty great lineup of performance. Like, I don't think there's any really bad like, performances. There's no standout, terrible ones. Like, everyone holds their own. They're all 
good actors here. Yeah. Which... Because sometimes in movies there's a couple of ones where you're like, God, your acting is terrible. Yeah. But I couldn't think of any in this where I'm like, hey, your acting's bad. They were all good. Um, yeah, it's all bit... Yeah, they're all pretty... Yeah, decent to, like, really good in, in certain aspects. Like, Kevin Spacey, I don't feel comfortable saying he's good at things, but I mean, he's he's really good in this movie, and it and it sucks that he's a terrible, terrible person. Um, but, like, I can't deny... Like, it's... I have this thing where I... I know people, I know, I know there's bad people, but I cannot deny if they do something, like actors or directors or writers or whatever, when they do create good things. So like separating the art <clears throat> from the artist sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, I think like the full, the entire cast is all, they all work really well uh, in this, and they all, I mean, they're all yeah, bad people in varying ways. Um, you know, like Lester is he's doing tons of things. He's after a teenage girl, which is not good. And he's smoking oh. weed, which I don't know what state they're in, so it could be legal, it could not be, I don't know. I think it was all <laughs> illegal in the nineties, because I'm pretty sure like, oh, maybe, yeah. the the wife <clears throat> Carolyn, I think in it. Yeah, Carol. Carolyn. Yeah. Says something about Smoking illegal substances. Uh, so okay. I think in the 90s, it was illegal still. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah, he smokes weed and he, you know, he blackmails his yeah, boss at his job, you know, and, and then he just, you know, yeah, um, I mean, this is jumping, this has not got structured at all, or all of it, but oh, like... Oh, no. <clears throat> Probably watch this if you've seen the movie, because we're, we're jumping from... Yeah. What point? What point? Yeah, but like you know, Carolyn is cheating on her husband. Uh, you know, with yeah. Then the daughter. Yeah, her... <clears throat> yeah, Carolyn's story arc I think is similar to Lester's, but not quite as illegal. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's miserable with her life. Going, <clears throat> I, I don't like my husband. I want yeah. to find something elsewhere to make me happy. That sort of thing. Yeah, and then yeah, she gets with. An, an older guy? He lo- he looks older. He's got greyish hair, so he's probably older. He'd be that much older than her, but it's a little bit older. Yeah. And then, yeah, they have their kid, Jane, who's just a not particularly likable girl. <laughs> She's quite... Because um, she, you know, she fought... Again, this is just not... It's going all over the place, but her and Ricky are very much like because they're kids, like they're teenagers. Uh, but like they're just like not healthy people, and they're very toxic people. I think that's a note I made. Is literally none of the relationships in this movie are healthy, except maybe the two gyms, who are the gay couple that live next door. Yeah, (laughs) who look like they're thriving. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, having a really none of these relationships are healthy. It's either cheating or abuse or, yeah, the Ricky thing. Yeah. Um, which is just creepy. Um, yeah, which feels weird because we're introduced, yeah, right up front to Ricky and his first thing we see him doing is he's recording Jane with the camera and I'm like, that, this is, I'm kind of like, there's no way. I mean, I'm it, pretty sure it's a crime. Yeah, I was like, there's no way a girl would be into a guy who just starts filming yes. them without their consent. That seems it so... It is a major red flag, love. Yeah, I'm just like... 
Yeah, this this is why this is a movie, because if happened in real life, it wouldn't, you know, nothing. Oh, my mother would yell at me going, you're a fucking idiot, dickhead. <laughs> and she would probably say that to me. She'd be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's, uh... This is criminal behavior. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do think, though, because the girl, Jane, is, we see her, she's looking at, um, getting, um... Yeah. Getting a breast augmentation, so wanting to get them bigger. Yes, thank you for She's saying a... that. I didn't feel comfortable saying that, if I'm being completely honest, but... That is all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, But she... yeah, she's obviously very insecure, and it's like, yeah. well, I can't do any better. This guy likes me. I might as well take the opportunity, yeah. which is very dangerous. Don't do yeah. that. And it's probably also to do with the fact that her friend... Uh, gets the attention because she's the more traditionally attractive one you know she's blonde and she's thin all that whereas jane is the is not traditionally attractive in sort of that sense uh but i do think it's it's like yeah i mean that's not i mean i, I don't like it's not from i don't the film isn't saying that's a good thing what jane is like jane and rick again it's not a good thing it's very toxic it's a very yeah unhealthy relationship between them and uh, like yeah it just this movie really portrays relationships yeah don't model any of your relationships on this movie and if any of them are similar to it leave run don't look back yeah unless it's like the the two gyms then that's probably oh yeah but we also didn't see much of them, so yeah, you never maybe. know. But based on what you can see, the two gems are fine. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So this the, to sort of get back to the film and sort of how it happened. Yeah. So yeah, Lesty's you know got his monologue and he's talking about all these things and he's and then yeah the the new the next door neighbors move in with Ricky and his dad who is very homophobic says some oh horrendously homophobic i even Mm. wrote the homophobia hasn't aged well well homophobia was never a good thing absolutely not but yeah and i it's not meant to be portrayed like we're not meant to like him is the thing it'd be one thing if we're meant to like him but it's like he's not you know likable but um yeah but and we do sort of see again jumping around at the end he does sort of kiss lester yes because uh, uh we love internalized homophobia yeah that's uh that's... which would go back from his army background because yeah ex-army yeah back in those days particularly horrendously homophobic uh and then yeah they, they've got allison jenny who's uh, chris cooper's wife who is very passive and doesn't really do a whole lot uh, and then yeah, yeah ricky who's this major creep Yep. Uh, and it's like his, his face made me so uncomfortable for throughout the entire run of the movie. I'm like, you make me physically clench. Just like get away from me. Mm. No. He, he, <laughs> it's um Yeah, he definitely and I don't like cuz I I think cuz they don't pick like I mean, I'm not I like I don't know, but they don't pick like a a traditionally attractive man to play him. They do pick sort of an odd looking man to play Ricky, which I feel like... 
I at first thought he was Toby Maguire. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was looking at him going, is that Spider-Man? <laughs> really? Way, he no, doesn't really look anything like it. I, I must have had a weird sun shadow on my like, TV, because I was like, I swear that's Toby Maguire. Why is he being so creepy? And then went, oh, wait, no, it's not him. Okay. Yeah, he's... Um... Yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah, he's, um... Yeah, he's... Yeah, no, but he's, he's a very weird, creepy kid. And, you know, we've all probably had those kinds of kids that... I, I definitely know I had some weird fucking kids at my high school. I don't no, think they we went... Had a I don't think they went that far, but they, def, they definitely had some kids with some... who weren't... Oh, we had some interesting characters in my high school, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, just like, it, yeah, I feel like that might be the most unrealistic part is a girl falling for a guy who just films her without Yeah, consent. I feel like, because this is jumping to later in the movie, where she's like, I'm going to be with him, and her friend's like, you're a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm sitting there going, that is a reasonable argument here. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah they have a big yeah falling out at the end, which we'll get to later. Later on, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting there going, based on this dude's history, this is a fair call. Yeah, I my d- friends said that to me. I'd be listening to them. Yeah, because I feel like like if you're in that position, you're not making the you're sort of yeah infatuated and sort of you're not thinking clearly and you've got these sorts yeah. of um glossing over a lot of red flags yeah because because i feel like this film it, you know it tackles sort of yeah love and that sort of um uh way you get into you know with uh, you know with lester and angela which is not okay but it sort of shows yeah the sort of way in which um you could sort of be, because he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't realise that, you know, Lester doesn't sort of clock that, you know, this girl he likes is a child, effective. Like, she's, like, sort of still a teenager. Like, she's not an adult yet. So he's, you know... Yeah, but she's he, very young. Yeah, and he doesn't, you know, sort of clock that. But, you know, I, I, I think, like, the, the yeah, the film doesn't portray, well, yeah, anyone in... A positive light, so it, it's fully aware of like the awfulness. People are terrible. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's not. Yeah, and it's sort of like the the film doesn't have that have that ending. It sort of sort of stops before that and has a different sort of goes on its different course. Um. Yeah. So, what sort of to sort of get. Yeah, on track with the film. What's, what notes did you make around this point? Because like, we're still very <laughs> early on into still the film. Still at the beginning. Um, a lot of things are just people need to go to therapy was my main one. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And that, I have a note here that links to the last point. Why are all the men in this movie creepy? <laughs> I'm like, why? That is true. No, Most I of did... them are. Yeah. I did notice, particularly at the start of the film, that they used like, the camera angle, like not the angles, more so the lighting mm. to like depict like with Carol and his wife, they use a lot of like shadows and darker lighting. But whereas mm. with Angela, they'd use a lot of like spotlights and bright lights on her. Yeah. For that juxtaposition, I guess, of his brain going, 
mm. oh, my wife is, ugh, whatever. Yeah. Whereas the new thing is bright and exciting and yeah. a light in his life sort of thing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sort of, yeah. That's where we sort of meet Angela's. She's at this, they're at this basketball game, and then they sit, and then it's they. So? Yeah, it's on a basketball court, so I presume so. And then they do this dance routine, and I, I was thinking, like, man, I, I just find the whole concept of cheerleading, it dumb. I'm being completely honest, and I think, well, the, what they make the girls wear for cheerleading is like that can't be like. You gotta feel a bit self-conscious, why right? Why for women's sport? Why they make them wear skirts? Yeah, because like, it's like... Cheerleading and netball in particular, they're always short skirts, and I'm like, but that's like jumping and bending, and it's yeah. not practical. I'm just like, does that not make... Like, I've, I, I don't know, but I would imagine it would make some, at least a few people feel a bit self-conscious that, like, you know, yeah. they're having to wear these, like, because in the scene, they're, we- they, they're wearing skirts, but they're not particularly long. Like, they're no. relatively... <laughs> short and i just want and i'm just like okay well that's not yeah i know some helping like, things i think like the skirts they wore in the movie that like the twirly sort of more so cheerleading ones they have like built in like underwear but like yeah most don't so i'm just like do you like wear shorts underneath do you yeah. just it's, it's... I know that would make me uncomfortable if I was like jumping up in the air and everyone could see my body underwear. That would just yeah. be horrendous. Yeah, it's it's a very just sort of weird um... because I don't know. It's something that like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just feels weird. Like it just seems like what sort of the way school like a lot of not all schools of course, but some schools sort of are like okay you can't wear this, you can't wear this, you can't do that, or whatever, and then, like, but yet, you can wear this, and it's just, like, that's not, like... It's not better. Yeah, that's probably worse, honestly, like, because at, like, my school, they'd, um, for those outside of countries with uniforms, we had, like, free, we get free dress days, like, once a term or whatever, and they'd be, like, you can wear whatever you want, except, and then they'd list a bunch of things you can't wear. So it's just like, okay, well, it's technically not free dress because you can't, you know, it's not like the same. It's like, and then like, you cannot wear insert clothing. I'm just like, cool. Um, but why? Like, it's, it, it was never, and it's just like, I mean. Yeah. Well, I went to Catholic school, so it was the same sort of deal, but mm. a little bit stricter on everything. There's this film, we, we sort of don't really see much of them at school. We see like, a handful of scenes, like Ricky filming a dead bird, for some reason. Which is super weird. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a red flag for, like, future, like, behaviours of harming, like, animals and children. Mm. Like, they say, if you have a fascination for that stuff, it is, like, a red flag for future behaviour. So, Mm. uh, really, Jane should have just run for the hills and never talked to this man again. But, I mean, he's a bloody bull conductor of red flags and she's just ignoring them all yeah he wears like a suit like or like oh, a matador pipe. that's the word not a bull conductor he's a matador the ones with the red flag in the 
hit thing. Anyway, yeah, he's wearing a suit, which is super weird. I, I think it's sort of interesting looking, because seeing people in high school is very, is interesting, because it's just like, you know, people, you know, in films and that, at high school and all these things, and, you know, you sort of see stuff, and it's just like, like, the, the, like Angela and Jane, they're just smoking, like, just by the school. Just, just which, no... Nowadays is actually a crime. You gotta be within, well, in Australia anyway. You gotta be within a certain distance of a school to smoke. Yeah. Well, within the nineties, it probably was more common. Yeah. Possibly, but even yeah. then, you gotta like hide behind a building, even in like yeah. the eighties. <clears throat> yeah. And nah. that is openly like smoking in the school grounds. I'm mm. like. Yeah. What? Yeah, they um very. Some's very got a lot of interesting. Thi- it's it's because I've seen this before. I, I sort of pick up on more mundane things now. Like I don't know something about like I don't. There's this sort of stuff that happens that I'm just like that's not. That's a bit weird. Like they got like um Lester and Carolyn go to a party at one point, and then Lester just kisses her in front of a group of people. To embarrass her, clearly, but it's just like that's it's interesting. A bit much. Yeah. And also, without her consent, <clears throat> it's extremely problematic. But yeah, it's probably one of the least problematic things in this movie. I'll be honest, but mm. yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Not a good I... look. Yeah, I think the problematic stuff starts when he starts having fantasies about Angela. It's just like, okay, mm, this is what's going on now. This is what is happening. And uh, he's gonna deal with his business while in bed. Yeah, uh, that made me very uncomfortable. Was they going? Ah. Yeah. Ah. It's uh. Mm. It's disturbing. Yeah, and like, yeah, he, yeah, he sort of start. Yeah, as the sort of there's the bit where um Lester and Angela and she's in that bath. The music, the score, is really strange at that point. It's very, like... I don't know if distracting is the word. It's it's very pronounced. It's made its presence known. Yeah. And I think, like, the score for the film in general is pretty nice. Like, I think it's a really nice bit of... Nice pieces of music in there. Is it grooming? I don't That's know. That's what I wrote down, but... Cause... I mean, he's not really... Uh, well... Because she's still under... He kind of makes under- his feelings kind of known yeah. to her. And I was going to... Which is inappropriate. Yeah. And... and she is sort of interested in going along with it, but she's also underage, I think. So it's not yes. really like she can do anything well, about because it. Because she's underage, it is ultimately he's the adult in the situation. Yeah, her, um... responsible one. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not entirely sure. Like... I guess it would depend on what state they're in, but, like, it's not... Regardless of whether it's legal or not, it's not okay. No, not something you should be doing. Yeah, it, um... Yeah, Just because it, it's legally okay doesn't mean it's, like, morally right. Yeah, that's the, um... The, yeah, because there's things you can do technically legally, but, like, you, that doesn't mean you should do them. But I, I, I find, like... Because it's interesting, it's interesting watching Lester sort of develop, you know, because, yeah, when we see him, he's very discontent and very, um, 
Well, he's not in shape, and we see him, you know, he's get that he gets into shape by the end of the film. But uh, he's he gets in shape for very odd reasons. It's to attract Angela because she goes, "Oh, if he was a bit fitter," <laughs> and he goes, "Well, I'm gonna get fit and hot." Yeah. Kind of fucked up, but anyway. Yeah. I think that's, like, something a guy would do. And he's, you know, he's, you know, we see him at various points of the film and he's, yeah, working out. But he's, but he, but he's like, smoking weed as well. And I can't, like, imagine. Like, I don't know. But I would I was imagine. Say, what counteracts the other, surely? I was like, it's, I guess it depends. Well, because we see him smoking in a fair few of the scenes like after he meets Ricky which is sort of a big point where he sort of changes his uh where he starts to change his life and sort of become more seem you know like he's younger is when he meets Ricky and they get high together yeah he's trying to live out his youth that's a big thing throughout the whole movie is he's trying to recapture his youth and trying to feel young again and all that jazz and yeah and Ricky's yeah he sort of sees himself or he sees sort of Ricky as a younger version of him or something he sort of aspires to be and then they sort of become he sort of become uh friends which is a bit meh it's a bit off but it's not uh it's it is bizarre like it's a thing with adults who come friends with teenagers I think it's a slightly different kind of grooming not so much for the sexual angle, but mm. like a different sort of... I can't remember what it's called off the top of my mm. head, but yeah, it's still, it's still bad. Yeah, especially because usually... he's just yeah, using him for weed purposes. Uh, he's becoming best buds with his drug dealer. Yeah. Classy. We see has... Uh, he, he still smokes weed and he just gets urine and passes it off as his own, which is just, like, not... Uh, so also, like, I think I even wrote down, almost every activity in this movie is a crime. Because it is. Yeah, they definitely are. Um... A lot of the things they're doing are illegal. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, a lot of stuff that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't do. For various reasons. They're, they're all, a lot of them are very, sort of, morally... They're all mor- morally bad, it just depends sort of what sort of morals you are, I guess, breaking. Because, you know, some are on a more sexual side, some are on a drug side, some are on violence, <laughs> the side of violence yeah. and abuse. You know, and, like, we, as I was talking about before, they're just not particularly likable people. Um, they just say terrible things to ve- pe- things that I will not repeat in some aspects because I words I should not say because they are not particularly nice um but like I I find that because like because yeah this film is made up of bad people but it's still interesting to what like it's not like I lose interest in the film because of these bad people it almost helps to elevate it in a way of like it's like watching a car crash in a way like you you can't look away yeah it's... that's that's a way of putting it yeah you sort of um cuz 
I don't know if invested is the word I would say I am, because I don't know... Cause you, invest- want, you want good things to happen to these people, and they kind of just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like, being, in, yeah, invested in isn't, I mean, I guess technically I am, but it's not because I want to see these things happen. I'm more you want, sort of... You want good things to happen to these people, and it's just not happening for them. Yeah, uh, and they, uh, there's a lot of just, like... And yeah, so we do sort of go back and, you know, sort of go in between various characters. You know, you see Carolyn, she's going out for a dinner with the, the kid, the Matt, what's his name again? I forgot his name. I forgot the, the man's name. He's... Is it Buddy? No. Buddy, I think maybe it is. Yeah, Buddy, the real, real estate king, who's got, he's got some very thick eyebrows. That's what I noticed on this when I rewatched this. But... Yeah, Buddy Kane. I Buddy... had to look it up. Buddy yeah. Kane, the real estate king, who's got some serious, like, John Howard-style eyebrows going on. Yeah, and, he, you know, they, yeah, begin doing things. Various things. Um, mm. And then, yeah, they sort of... And then he sort of tells Carolyn about, you know, he likes shooting a gun, because that's a thing that happens. And then, yeah, she gets a gun and that sort of leads to sort of the end of the film sort of point which i guess like you know i mean we'll get to it at the end but she gets a gun which you know is not uh just sort of comes back later yeah it's uh we we, yeah sort of we sort of go in between various relationships of different yeah you know like Lester and his family got a very much a, a very hostile relationship. I mean, he picks up the asparagus and just throws the plate against the wall and shatters everywhere because it's, you know, and I I, I have to assume because about a year ago, a little over a year ago, we did Fight Club as an episode, yes. and this came out the same year as Fight Club as well. Uh, and I don't know if we touched on it then, but I have to, but I, but. In this one as well, I have to imagine there are some people who kind of think what that Lester's like sympathize and sort of because people like really like Tyler Durden and are like, oh, he's this cool guy to aspire to. And I would, I mean, I don't, th- I would like it to not be true, but I have to imagine there's going to be at least a couple people who think Lester is like not. I mean, aspirational is, like, the word I would use, but I don't think it's the correct word. But that a lot of his behaviour is justified. Yeah. Like, you know, they would sort of be like, oh, well, you know, he's, uh, his wife doesn't treat him well, so who, you know, I, I like, there's, I feel like there would be someone who's like, oh, well, his wife doesn't, you know, give him what he wants physically, why, why can't he go after a, you know, a younger girl or something, and it's just like, well, I mean, I, that's not really the point, you're missing the point, because this feels like, because people misinterpret films a lot, and see the, because just because they're the main character doesn't mean they're the good guy, like, people sort of see all these characters as, you know, aspirational or inspiring or whatever, and it's like, I don't think we're meant to like Lester. We're meant to be pretty disgusted by what he's doing, like, and, you know, I think he's a pretty awful person, both as a character and the actor who plays him is also equally awful. 
I think I did write on here that because there is one particular scene where he starts having his crisis, like midlife crisis, mm. and then he like kind of almost stands up to Carolyn. Yeah, he he. It's like they're at the dinner table, and I think Jane must have been late to dinner or something, and it starts the whole shebang. Reminds me of before my parents got divorced. It was a great time. Oh, that, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's sick. they're screaming at each other. I felt right at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, very sad. Oh well, what can you do? You laugh or you cry, right? So <laughs> I guess that's true. yeah. With that meltdown, I was sitting there going, "Well, his behaviour here is almost justified because she seems like she wears the pants and takes control of everything, mm. like the way they look." They have to present a certain way and be yeah. a certain way. And he's finally gone, I'm done. I don't want yeah. to do that anymore. Yeah. So that that scene I said his behavior was justified. Everything else is a, a right, a shit show. And yeah. No. He, uh... But that particular meltdown, I'm like, no, that that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, like, cause, yeah, you mentioned they sort of have to look a certain way. The, you know, the opening um, scene, he's talking about how, how how clogs match, like, the pruning shears or whatever, and how that's not an accident. It's not an accident. And yeah. She's all about keeping up with appearances. Yeah, they're tr- Actually quite common for the real estate agent, uh, real estate agent, not agency, shit. Real yeah. estate industry, now that I think about it. Well, yeah. That, that whole world is very much about how you look and how you present yourself because you are what's selling the properties. Mm-hmm. So I think that translates to her character. She's very much about keeping up with appearances. Everything's fine. Nothing's an issue here. We are a happy family. Yeah. But, but uh, then you get inside the house and it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. The film is... I, I, like Again, that's a sort of uh, comment on... yeah sort of society in the world we sort of live in is people they are trying to make yeah keep up this appearance of you know everything's fine everything's great nothing's wrong with the world you know our life is great and then you delve in and you're like oh this is not good everything's not um as it should be no. which i can't like i think everyone does that to some degree like they yeah. have the way you present yourself to other people versus who you are when you're at home being a slob by yourself. But this is to a degree of like to like the world basically. Yeah, it's it yeah, it's trying to create an image. And I feel like you see it with sort of you sort of get those famous like Hollywood families like Will Smith and his family or or you know people like that who are trying to create this image of that family is fine. What are you talking about? Their life is perfect, and then you know eventually the mask has to, like slips yeah, at some point. The cracks start to show, which this movie does depict well. It starts off everything is fine, and then the cracks start to show, and yeah. then well, the end of it are uh, not a whole lot left. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and and it, but like too bad the beginning. Even at the beginning, Lester's like, yeah, no, nah. he, he's ve- he's very discontented with it because he's not really trying to be involved. Like he's just he's there, but he's not trying to help keep up the image. He's just like, he's just going with the flow, going through the motions of yeah. life and mm. all that. Yeah, like we see him at his job, for example. You know, he's on the phone with someone, 
and he, you know, you know, sort of has that character, I guess, when he's talking to customers, but then when he's talking to this, the new guy, this new sort of head guy they have, he, he, you know, he's very different in that sense, and, you know, later on, in, towards the end of the film, when he's with Angela, he portrays himself in this way, which is a, which is a very uncomfortable moment, purposely so, because she doesn't like it, and she's like, oh, shit, and then she goes away, and he's like, what was that, and then, you know, well, yeah, um, but, like, yeah, the, the film is, like, there's, it's saying a lot of things, just sort of about the world, and just people in general. How image-obsessed the world really is. Mm. Yeah, because, yeah, there's a lot of this, and so, yeah, the, because, and this was sort of, yeah, in 1999, so this was really, this is, like, just before the turn of the century, and yeah, you Which, sort of... Yeah, the late nineties, early two thousands was very big for like celebrity culture and paparazzis and TMZ really, and... all the tabloids and TMZ and yeah the height of that sort of was like the early to mid two thousands so that was just the start of it really yeah before we had things like well social media where people can go no this is my side of the story hello yeah very easily exactly this is yeah the that sort of era of like people can say sort of these things and then there's no real you know and also yeah we're in the era of like influences people who keep it real and relatable is like <sighs> trendy to do not this like unachievable goal yeah i can't stand those kinds of people honestly they just yeah that's fair i um just saying that as a general trend sort of yeah. thing for the time versus now so. yeah exactly because I, I think you know, and and again, sort of influencers do try and portray an image of yes positivity. They are. Yeah, a lot of them. It's like because I only tend to try and follow the ones who are like, look, I keep it real. Mm. Not the really crazy, the really rich and out of touch ones. They they do my head in. Yeah. But yeah, they portray this image online of like my life is perfect. I'm going on these holidays. Yeah. <laughs> but then they yeah. keep a lot of it out so yeah. that's kind of what this movie yet yeah, does well the whole keeping up appearances but then it all starts to crack as it always tends to do yeah so. and sort of yeah focusing on the whole because you know they don't really try because like they don't really try and fix any of their problems <laughs> they just sort of keep digging themselves into a deep, deeper holes. Yeah, I did find that. I was like, you're making this all worse for yourself, guys. Yeah. Uh, they don't um do anything to make things better. They're just like, whatever. You know, like, Lester obviously doesn't care about anything else except for Angela, and that's sort of what his whole sort of goal is, is this one person that he wants to be with. So he doesn't care about anything else. So he doesn't want to try and fix things beyond himself. He just wants to make himself feel good without any, without really thinking about those around him or trying to like he. Because there's a bit earlier on in the film where you know he gets you know made redundant. He's going to be made redundant from his job. And then, yeah, he tries talking to his daughter, but she's sort of just like, well, you can't just start talking to me and acting like you're my friend just because you had a bad day. And it's like, well, yeah, that's sort of... Ha 
like I, I, I think people try and do that kind of thing and I don't mean it like people ask about all kinds of things and I, it's like you don't know if they actually mean it like maybe some people are just trying or they you know they're trying to I don't know I just think people some people try to seem genuine and then in doing so they just seem more ungenuine and then like in it like that's what Lester's doing early on and then he just stops caring yeah Another thing I did note, it's very off-topic from our last thing, <laughs> was I did notice throughout the entire film there was, like, the use of roses a lot. Yes. I think to tie... Was that to, like, tie in all the stories together? Or I'm going to yeah, guess so. Yeah, well, yeah, because the film, they talk a lot about beauty and all these yes. kinds of things, and... um you know, like, Ricky films a paper bag floating in the wind and calls it beautiful. It's just Which like, is weird, but sure. If you're that pretentious about things, then I guess it's beautiful if you... It yeah. just screens pretentious film dickhead in my brain. I'm like, mm, okay, son. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the Rose... Well, the Rose is also a very sharp contract. They're very, you know... Not... I guess vibe... They're a very... They pop. And they sort of help. And they sort of, um... Make. Yeah, because all, in all the fantasies of Angela, there's roses there, and then she has ro- yeah. Carolyn has roses in her garden, and then there's roses in their house, and there's it's kind of like that recurring thing that ties everything together almost. Yeah, uh, I, I I do know I I did I feel like I read read something about it. Uh, it would be something. It would be intentional. Something like that is usually intentional. Yeah, and, and and I just found something that yeah it says they're sort of the illusion of beauty or superficial beauty. You know they are you know common and they're very much sort of try yeah again they're portraying something, but it's not real because it's sort of like a yeah it's sort of not it's trying to portray one thing, but it's not reality is what it sort of trying to portray it's sort of doing more to you know like because roses are can uh, uh you know expensive and that but in reality it's not that like it's yeah it's, it's doing a lot and roses yeah give sort of represent things but it's not yeah it's not always as it seems i guess is uh... yeah because well every rose has its thorn in the mm. words of the classic 80s rock song and yeah. I guess that's kind of also what this movie's doing, because it's like every rose has its thorn. There's always issues mm. within the beauty, which is kind of the overarching thing of this movie. There's always something underneath the superficial beauty. Yeah, exactly. Of what you create. Yeah, and I think, like... I guess that's sort of the thing uh, with Lester and Angela is he's sort of looking at her physical beauty, but not going beyond that and not considering the fact that, you know, the age and all that. It's more just like superficially speaking, that's why he wants to be with her. It's it's a superficial thing. It's not a it's not anything else really beyond superficial looks and all that. But yeah, uh, so yeah, last yeah, there's sort of various things yeah ricky you know he him and jane get together have various scenes from you know across the house and everything he, which is a bit meh, it's a bit bit awkward uh 
and then like you know they spend time together and then we get the sort of video that we see that's at the beginning of the film which we touched on is not particularly necessary and i don't really like that it's in there like at the beginning i'd rather just it happens at that point in the movie personally yeah, it, it did seem disjointed but i think we yeah we covered that a fair bit earlier so yeah uh yeah and we see you know that ricky's dad has all these guns sets up later and then uh and that he also has nazi paraphernalia i don't know if we can brush over that because uh it makes sense but it's also very problematic yeah i don't know why you would want a nut i mean i don't yeah i don't know why you'd want to be like yeah i'll take a nazi plate that's what i'm so it's just so random it's like why that plate? It looks pretty generic. Yeah, and... It doesn't need to be, you know, affiliated with the Nazi party. And I wouldn't have even... Because, th- yeah, there's no sort of obvious Nazi symbols or anything until you flip it over and there's a swastika on the bottom. You're like, oh, there's the... the Right, well, that's just not... Mm. Yeah, it, um... Fe- yeah, it's but sort of... Also, with the character, because he is, like, yeah military horrendously misogynistic and homophobic it's kind of one of those things where you're like nope that that makes sense it's yeah. awful but it adds up yeah he's not a the the colonel frank fitz is not a the uh, chris cooper's character is not a particularly likable person you know no um, like not at all yeah it's not they're not but yeah no they're all but he's uh he's, yeah, and it, it's like, just because, like, the military didn't foster an environment that was promoting, you know, yeah, being gay... You can't blame them entirely for someone's behaviour. ...doesn't excuse being no. a bad person. Like, it's not how it works, you know. It's like, it, it's not entirely the military's fault that you're a dick. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely didn't help that, that No, it doesn't help, but you can't blame but, them for someone's personality. Yeah, it's like, it's I mean, it's, it's partially their fault, but it's not entirely their fault, which I yeah. think is the difference there, I guess, is it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's a very sort of interesting thre- thread, and it's sort of like, not, I'm not, it's not, it's not unnecessary per se, but it, uh, it's sort of, a bit, uh, yeah, it's, it's very sort of abrupt when he's talking about the two gyms and the it language he like, uses. I was like, okay, even for the 90s, that was a lot, but. Yeah, because you don't really. I mean, I haven't heard that word recently, which is a good thing. It's not a, a pleasant word, but. No. Yeah, it, um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, I guess it also kind of, like. I guess could sort of enforce a stereotype of like all homophobic people are secretly gay, which isn't true. They're just really, really awful people who just hate gay people for no real reason. Like it's not like not all homophobic people, you know, um, are gay. You know, that is true. I mean, so there sure are some, some of them but it could be, but I don't think there not are all. Some, but I don't think all of them are. I think they're all just awful 
Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, sort of, and that sort of comes back later. Um, Ricky's dad's sort of internalized homophobia and his sort of um, internalized yeah. the, the anger. Um, but yeah, Lester, he's he's working at a um, like at a at a burger joint because um, he's just after you know very a job with the least amount of responsibility is what he says which is what he actually said he's like i want the job with the least amount of responsibility i'm like i feel that yeah and then yeah you, yeah and we see him there and he's flipping you know again because he's going back to his you know he's talking he talks to ricky at some and during the film about whole, the whole uh he you know was flipping burgers just so he could buy an eight track you know and you know and then yeah, he's going yeah going back again to relive his childhood, and that's when he catches Caroline cheating on him with uh... it's Buddy, the real estate king. Yeah, and they yeah just go through the drive-through and the uh... yeah you hear them. Like, you're trying to hide an affair. They're doing a terrible job at it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's very um. Well, I mean, of course, I don't know how big a deal, like, how much people would know about the real estate king and his sort of, or, you know, Carol and sort of status, but I would have... He'd probably have some sort of advertising on his car or something. Yeah, he's probably got, like... Especially if he's the king, they'd all recognise what his car looks like. Yeah. So and then yeah, they're if you caught. see a party in a motel, you're gonna assume something's going down. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they drive up to the drive through window and they're still like going at it a bit. I'm just like you guys can't. Yeah, they wait. were like they look quite they were like about to start to fall play in the drive through which if I worked in a drive through and saw that I'd probably vomit. Yeah. Like guys, keep in your pants for like two more minutes, please. Just like yeah, just it's like, I can't imagine. Maybe it's be. I mean, yeah, it's so... It's a lot. I don't think... I can't imagine that many people are that horny. Hey, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I'm like... I think most people would be like, okay, let's not do this while we're just about to eat food. Like... Yeah. You know. You know, eat you and... Think... Yeah. You think and you'd hope. Yeah, and then but yeah, Lester he catches them and then she's like, she's like she gets upset and she screams. It's like, well, I mean, you are cheating on your husband because at this point Lester hasn't done anything. Like, well, he's been very creepy and inappropriate, which is bad enough but he hasn't like he hasn't done anything physically with her yeah it's not okay what he's doing regardless but he's not you know doing you he know he hasn't touched he hasn't touched anyone yes he is not uh he but yeah he um and so this sort of gets to the yeah sort of getting towards the end of the film uh but like jane and angela they sort of have their big fallout and they have this big argument about Ricky, and I'm like, yeah, no, Angela's quite right, Ricky's a fucking psycho. He's not, uh... Yeah, that's what I was saying before, I'm sitting there going, if my friend said this to me, I'd be listening to them. 
Yeah, because it's um, like they've been friends for we don't know how long, but a fair it's amount. It's implied of that they've been friends for a while at least, because they're in the same cheer dance team thing. Yeah. So. And then they, and then there's just this, you know, guy that has been there for a, a few months. Like he, he he's, he's not been there long. But I'm not no. entirely sure how long he's been there, but it's been, you know, a... Not long enough to bail on your one of your friends for. Yeah. Well, no, no, no guys are really worth doing that, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not worth ruining a friendship for a relationship. No, definitely uh... not worth it. Uh, wouldn't recommend. <laughs> not that I've personally done it, I just know people who have. Terrible mm. fucking idea. Because, like, at the end of the day... Especially at, like, that age that, that that Jane and that are at. It's, like, it's not worth it. Like, you're a teenager. Like, it's not... It's not, like, a lot... It's, I doubt. Well, I don't know, because they plan to run away together. Uh, Which is never a good idea. Holy dooly. Yeah, it's not a... You probably, yeah, it's not recommended to run away at, like, 16, 17 years old, and however old they are. It's, uh... Not it's okay. Not a good idea. It's, yeah. Uh, well, running away from your problems is never a good idea, really. Yeah, I need to start is... telling myself that, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Th- yeah. It's not. Um. They. They have a very. And yeah. Sort of. Yeah, getting towards the end of this, it's getting to the. Uh, well, Ricky. The reason why he he's with. Um, Jane is he, you know, his dad sees a video of him filming Kevin Spacey working out in the garage naked. Um, Which is super, super weird. Yeah, I don't know why like, you... Why are you filming that? Why yeah. are you lifting weights in the nude? That's really unsafe as well. It's like <laughs> people who neat. cook naked. I'm like, that is so dangerous. What are you doing? Yeah... It seems like a seems especially if you're working with like oil or a yes. fry pan, just any hot piece of cookware. It's probably not or anything but, sharp as well. It's yeah, probably not recommended. It's fine. Even at the gym, I'm pretty sure they're like you have to wear shoes. Like some people yeah. take their shoes off to lift weights, but they have to be supervised. You can't just Why lift weights you? in your garage with no clothes on. That's weird. Mm, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's sort of actually a bit earlier, just before Ricky is kicked out, where he, um, goes to roll a, a blunt for, uh, Lester, and then there's the weird bit where there's part of, like, the the wall is blocking him, so Ricky's dad thinks he's giving Lester, um, he's sucking Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very... So... Yeah, it's a bit odd. It's a bit oddly comical, if I'm being honest. That's uh, probably because his dad's a humongous homophobe, so it's just like... Yeah. I, how he'd be more offended by his son being gay than being a drug dealer. I'm like, uh... Yeah. Something's not right here. Really is hell-bent on convincing his dad he's gay so he can be... Uh, so he can out. do drugs. Yeah, he can leave and... Not have to deal with his dad getting on his back about doing drugs as a teenager, which, like, I mean, his dad, like, putting aside his dad being a bad person, 
the whole drug thing, he's not wrong. Like, he, I think he, like, he wants his son to not be doing drugs, which is fairly reasonable. It's just that the rest it's, of him is a person. It's, it's the wrong approach, though. Yeah, abuse... I don't feel like that's going to help people abusing anything, yeah, really. Think... Like, any sort of drug or alcohol or anything like that. Yeah, I put in here, because there was a whole scene about oh, when they're filming... And Jane goes, oh, I don't like my dad. It's like, do you want to kill him? And all that sort of stuff. I put, if mm. anyone's dad deserves to be killed, it's Ricky's, not Jane's. Because <laughs> yeah. Ricky's dad is abusive and problematic and a bunch yeah. of things. Whereas Jane's dad's just a bit depressed with some very inappropriate feelings. Yeah. In comparison, like, they're not good. Neither of them are good. No. Absolutely not. Either of them was, was my dad, I would not be happy. Oh, I would move out. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh... I guess because Ricky's... I say that because Ricky's dad is actually causing physical harm. Emotional abuse is still perfectly valid. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I um find, like... Uh, yeah, I find this last, like, 20 minutes or so where... All the sort of major characters are, you know, very close by, and they've got all these things, you know, like Angela's talking to Lester about how he's worked out, and he tries hitting on her, and she's like, I don't like this, and she goes, wait, I'm like, yep, that seems pretty reasonable. Uh, Because, you know, throughout this film, she's very open about who she's been, who she slept with, and, you know, she's willing to do this to get stuff. Which, you know, is just sort of a projection of, like, her insecurities. Because, you know, she's uh goes sort of on and on about... She likes it when men stare at her, uh, amongst other things. Which I mean, like, is like a sort of persona that she is making and trying to sort of present. Again, it's, it goes back to that whole thing of people are trying to present her. Uh, uh, a persona or an image of these things, uh, regardless of whether what they're portraying is good or not. But I like I I think because as teenagers, I don't like Angela's not she's lying. She's lying to try and fit into that like societal pressure. Yeah, but like she's a kid, and it's yes. not really her fault because of like various things but she's like the most you know likable person in this and she seems like the one person that i'd be like if i knew them in real life i'd probably be like yeah we'd probably get along more or less like i'm i i like but like she's the only one i'd want to be friends with and want to know the rest of them are just so unlikable yeah and, you know, I think, like, Angela's really justified in, you know, getting upset with Jane. Because it's like, Jane, you're... This, he, yeah, he's a, he's a creepy, creepy guy. Like, the first time they they didn't even meet, like, he just was filming her. And that's, like, their first interaction together. It's like, what the fuck? Um, much. But, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, you know, um, Ricky's daddy, you know, he kisses Lester. And Lester's like, oh, I'm not into that. That's a bit... Yeah, I was gonna say that'd be good acting from Kevin Spacey because he managed to like say no to advances from a man. But anyway, but 
Yeah, that was Tampa yeah. well. Like, it wasn't like a, he just did it because he felt like he had to, but he wasn't like mm. angry at him about it either. It was kind of just like a yeah. no, no, yeah, thank you. He was yeah. He <laughs> was just sort of like yeah, sorry, I, apologies. You've got the wrong idea, which is a pretty reasonable way of taking that. Yes. Honestly. Because you see sometimes when that happens, people get angry or they're just like, don't say anything. But this, I feel like it was just like, a, nope, no thank you, moving on. Yeah. Probably the right way to approach that too. Yeah, and um, then, yeah, he leaves and, we, and you know, the first time I watched this, I'd seen an image, I think of this film, of Kevin Spacey lying down in a puddle of blood. So I kind Lovely. of, I was like, right, so I kind of assumed, like, but I didn't really understand the context, like, how it would get to that point. I was just like, right. So he's probably yeah, gonna... that with no context is a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then, yeah, uh, Lester, he goes and he meets um, Angela, and they, uh, you know, start doing things. But then she's like, I'm a virgin, and he's like, oh. And then he sort of, in that moment, realizes, like, oh. I probably you are a child. Yeah, which I think is good. I think it's yeah, I'm glad nice that he they did get... not decide to do anything after that realization. Yeah, because if he did, that would have been extra problematic. Yeah, and I feel like if that had happened, it would be endorsement. Whereas, I feel like if because him not doing it, like because in that moment he sort of gets a redemption. Like a slight redemption, a slight redemption, but, but like he's because he yeah he, yeah realizes that moment like oh this is a child um right and then he stops what he's doing and then she feels bad about the whole thing and like he's like no it's not your fault you know because it's not really her like she's because she's still like a kid she's not capable of like. Like that, like the difference, like he's not, you know, she's not capable of, um, she, she doesn't know better, is I guess the way to put it. She's... Yeah. So he's the adult in this situation. He's the one who should know yeah. better out of anyone. Yeah. And he does, and he stops what he's doing, and then he makes her food like a dad would, uh, you know. Which is super weird considering what just happened. I'd be like, ah, uh, what? Yeah, he, he, but, um, sort of, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and then we sort of, and then she asks, you know, they start talking about Jane and everything, and then she asks him, you know, how he is, and he sort of has, uh, and I don't know, I, I really like that moment where she asks, where she, like, asks him, like, how are you, and he sort of has a moment of, like, nobody has asked me that, you know, and I feel like it, really works because you know it's sort of like you know people don't because we sort of see that like people don't really care about him you know people just sort of walk all over him or they get angry at him or whatever and so having someone just be you know just ask the you know asking that kind of simple question does a lot for him and sort of makes him sort of look at things in a in a different way and then, like, he, you know, he looks at the picture and then uh, his brains are blown out. Yes. Which I did write down here because I thought it was quite 
I'm not sure if ironic is the right word. I keep using that word wrong. <laughs> but if it's wrong, just, yes. I've got the irony of Lester saying, I'm great, and then getting his brains blown out. <laughs> I was like, oh, ah, uh, that was something. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is. I'm trying to think of irony is the word that. Um, I'm not sure. I just... The I mean I just thought it was like he's going I'm great I'm great I mean tra- like it's very yeah. tragic that he suddenly gets a realization of you know he's great and everything and he sort of redeems himself someone and then he just immediately dies right after um mm-hmm. and then we see all the perspectives of people involved we see the um. Jane and Ricky, and they, you know, hear it upstairs, and then they just, Ricky just stares at the dead Lester, which is, again, super creepy and unnerving, and, like, yes. another sign that she should not be with him, because he's fucking Everything mental. about him makes me violently uncomfortable. Yeah, and then, yeah, we see Angela in the bathroom, and she, you know, didn't do it, and then, because it's sort of like, oh, well, is Carolyn gonna do it? Because, you know, she's the one with the gun, and we see her. Yeah, she was in the gun, with the gun in the car going I think I even wrote it down going and it's like I will not be the victim I will or something like that yeah something like that and then yeah we see a shot of her and walking. then as, as soon as she said that I was like the victim of what your own actions yeah I mean Lester what? in his reactions and dealings with her is like no nah, I think he's relatively justified in being angry like he's not going about it the right way no. but he is she like you know, he's justified in, you know, acting the way, well, some ways, like, in, in some ways, the way he's acting with her. Um, but yeah, and then we see, yeah, we hear the gunshot, then we see, well, we don't see Ricky's dad shooting him, we just see him going back to his house with a bloodied shirt and a yeah, gun I missing. Was, that was my whole thing going, who's the one who shot him? Because at first it was implied that it was going to be Carolyn. Yeah. But then you see Ricky with the bloody shirt and the gloves, so I'm like, so, uh, uh, who, who shot him? Yeah, I, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Ricky's it's kind of... dad who, yeah, is... Oh, he imp- shot him, okay. It's implied, yeah, he shot him. Because, yeah, okay, there's like it, a... I guess it could be implied it could be both, really. Yeah, well, I think, I've heard sort of stuff about it, I was like, could, it's kind of set up to be like, anybody could have done it, like, any of these sort of four people could have done it, like... Angela could have shot him for her reasons, you know, she's upset at him for all this. Jane and Ricky could have, well, Jane possibly could have shot him if she wanted to, because she hates him. Carolyn is obvious, and then, you know, Ricky's dad, because he, you know, rebuffed him and all that. And then she's like, oh, well, it's this guy who did it. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's more or less the end of the film. You know, Lester has sort of a final narration talking about... How you know, there's beauty and everything, and it's kind yeah. of weird, because he's dead, but also giving a monologue, and it's kind of weird, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, and he's like, um, well, because yeah, at the beginning he says, you know, less from a year than now, I'll be dead, or something like that. And True, it did, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, yeah, he sort of ends the film saying, you know, you probably don't understand what I'm saying, but, you know, someday you will, and then, yeah, we cut to credits with the score playing over it, and, and then it's the end of the film. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh it's a what re- happened? Yeah, a <laughs> lot of things happened. Um, are there any final notes that you wanted to touch on that we didn't really talk about? 
because... I think we covered everything I... Yeah, we covered everything I wrote down. Oh, oh no, I just found one. Okay. I did notice how, like, when as soon as all that, like, crazy shit at the end was going down, it was, like, heavy rain. Whereas yeah. there haven't been any other real weather in the rest of the film. It's all sunny and lovely and yeah. all that crap. But yeah. then, like, yeah, at the end of the film, it's everyone's, like, getting shot and gonna run away and everything's yeah. going down like the climax yeah the last heavy 20 rain. minutes or so yeah it is yeah heavy amount of rain um i mean i guess because it's you know the big dramatic finale you need sort of a back a yeah. very dramatic backdrop to um yeah i figured it was something it'd be purposeful yeah. most things like that are purposeful yeah i just went huh nice mm-hmm well, not nice what happened, but nice the weather thing. Yeah, it's a nice sort of, it's a nice touch because if it would, because it, yeah, it um, yeah, it it definitely adds to it. Yeah, it was just like your typical kind of night, you know. It would have been a bit, almost a bit jarring. Yeah, it, it wouldn't like, feel oh, okay. Yeah, but also I do kind of, but also maybe that would have helped it because it's like, oh, this just happened. This could have happened sort of at any time, and it just so happened to. Yeah be on this you know random day but i i think yeah the rain's definitely a nice touch i definitely don't have a problem with it i don't know it was just something i noticed as i was watching it mm. more than anything else yeah uh any sort of final things you want to say about the film before we rate it and wrap up not that i can really think of it wasn't quite as intense as black swan which is one of the other ones <laughs> i was on for that movie was a lot this one's not quite as much. Um, that is true. That is, yeah. This, the, go listen to that one. We had some very, uh, <laughs> a yeah. lot happened. Um, yeah, some thoughts and feelings. Um, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's a, certainly a film with some things. Content. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. I'll give you that. No, you. Definitely... This one probably isn't like the. I wouldn't recommend it if you've had previous experiences with things like grooming. Yeah. Things like that. It's. it's n- or if you've you or know stalking or anything like that. Yeah. I would not recommend this film for you because we're not. I don't want to trigger anyone by saying yeah, yeah watch it. Yeah, it's <laughs> not film for everyone. I guess no. it doesn't affect me as much because I'm have not been in those kinds of positions before which i'm grateful yeah, thankfully, for thankfully thankfully neither have i but uh it, it definitely of, doesn't work for it definitely doesn't work no, for I, everyone i know of people who have been in those kinds of situations and for them i wouldn't recommend it because i don't don't want to trigger them want them to be happy and live yeah, their best life probably wouldn't go but, down well with some people no. yeah no so uh, but other than that i actually did quite enjoy the movie i thought it was like well paced, all the acting mm. was good. Yeah, it it and moved. Be interested, which for my borderline ADHD is a good thing to keep me interested. <laughs> yeah, because it's a film that could be very boring. Like they. Yeah. Um, I do think there are a few. I don't know. I there don't are have... some bits that drag on. It's about how mm-hmm. when it goes about the middle, I'm like, okay. Yeah. There's certainly this is dragging on. stuff that I'm not as interested in, honestly. Like, the stuff with um, Jane and Ricky, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not as yeah. interested in what the happens scene, with them. The scenes in there where they were just, like, hanging out and, like, talking to each other through the videos, I'm like, this is dragging on. Oh, yeah. my God. 
I'm not. And it's not a short movie. That. It's a two-hour movie as well. So she's yeah, like, but it does get move, on with it. But it does move more or less for the yes. most part at a relatively fast yes. uh, pace. Other than like the few scenes in the middle, it was mm-hmm. at a good pace. It kept yeah. me entertained. Yeah, not entertained. It was terrified for a lot of it to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah, you still were interested to see where it would go. Yeah. So what? Uh, would you put on it as a rating? I'd probably say about a seven. Okay. It's like it's not something I'd rush to watch all the time because yes, it is heavy subject matter. Yeah. But if I watched it again, I'd if someone went, oh, let's watch American Beauty, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like but, I wouldn't oppose to it. I wouldn't be like, yeah. no, I don't want to watch this again. It was terrible. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, also not it's something not... you just pop on and just be like, no. oh, let's watch a movie today. It's like, oh, yeah, so... no. You have to be kind of aware of the subject matter and go, can yeah. I process this today? And you need to be in a, a right mindset. A decent if, headspace. At least if for seeing it for the first time, if you've seen it yes. a few times, it might not. It's why I had to give up on The Handmaid's Tale. It was very heavy. <laughs> it was really good. Very heavy subject matter. Mm. So I had to stop watching it because I'm like, I, I can't do this. This is too much yeah. for me. So, yeah, I'm usually yeah, alright. I can see how that um this could possibly trigger people and it's quite heavy mm-hmm. especially if you're if you're a victim of any of these situations mm-hmm. so yeah as long as I think it's good as long as you're aware of some of the baseline subject matter yeah I did know the sort of basic plot before I went into it and was like oh that's what it yeah. is about right. I roughly knew I mostly knew the scene the iconic scene they show everywhere of Angela lying in the Bowl, like in the whole thing of rose petals and just oh, yeah. they're all sharing oh, on her. Yeah. Yeah, um, I knew of that, so I knew it was some kind of creepy lust thing, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And just conveniently cover certain parts. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, this for me this is one of my favourite films. I, I I was and I was worried that on this watch it wouldn't hold up as well. Um like, cause, cause when I saw this, you know, Kevin Spacey had already been outed as a terrible person, and it didn't really affect my opinion on the film. If any, like, it it hasn't aged well, but it kind of is like, well, you know, Kevin I mean, Spacey. To some, to some degree, changed the subject from being female to male, and it's the life story of Kevin Spacey, really. Pretty much, yeah. When you think about it, which is a bit, bit disturbing. Yeah, it's a bit disturbing, but like. For, for, yeah, for me, this is uh, yeah one of my favorite films, and I'm giving it a, ve- a very weak, I will say, a very weak ten. It's uh, it might be a tad generous, but I just really, I don't really think there's much wrong with it beyond the fact that it's aged poorly in some aspects. But I don't think yeah it necessary like like it's not a film that like is heavily. You know, because there's, there's films from you know the 30s and that that are like, oh, that was that's very racist. Then it, it does, and it sort of impacts yes. my enjoyment. Whereas this yep. is sort of like, I mean, you yeah, you kind of go, this was that time period. I can go, yeah. cool. It was the 90s. Yeah, a lot um, more things flew. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, but I do really, really, really love it. It's uh, it's it's still really great, and um, yeah. So thank you for joining me for this week's episode. We seem to just keep picking very um Yeah, you seem to give me all like the dark thrillers with like horrendous subject matter. Thanks for yeah. that, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, if you do but another one, it... I'll pro- I'll try and pick a um, a lighter movie. That's probably good for me to get through. The uh, there's a long list of movies I haven't seen. It's yeah. kind of a joke amongst my friends now because it's four pages long. So <laughs> they're like, "You have seen nothing." I'm like, "Yes, I'm aware." So getting through that list is probably a good thing. This was on there to watch, so yeah, take it off. But I will next time. I will pick yeah a lighter. I will look for a lighter movie that's not as uh, heavy in terms of what it's doing. But uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. And thank you for joining me for this week's episode. Not uh, a problem. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. like, if you guys are sick of hearing my voice, just just let. Well, you know, and I can disappear forever. That's totally fine. Well, we've only done yeah, f- what four episodes? It's the we've fourth done one. two it's a year one. so far, so yeah. it's not. And there's massive gaps in between. <laughs> several months I, in between episodes. Because I stupidly work a lot and mm. out of time. Because who needs sleep when you can have money, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to this week's episode, everybody. Check out all the other things. There's lots of episodes at this point. I'm getting, it's getting a very long catalogue of films that I've talked about. Check out the other things. Uh, any final things you want to say before I end this? No, I think I'm all good. Okay. So yeah, thank you all for listening to this week's episode, and I will see you guys in the next one. Goodbye.